the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject in this message, The Qualities of a Faithful Steward. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. They must have seen that hog or something. I don't know what it was, but when they found out they, they, they uh, killed that hog and then they bought some of the food over, they wouldn't eat it. <laughs> I say, you know, uh, 30 years ago, you'd have died too. It wasn't no H-E-B, no Krispy Kreme, and no McDonald's and churches. and you co- Wasn't no churches. You, you put those chicken up, clean them out. Huh? You, you rang, rang the neck and they flop all over. Then you put some hot water and you get them feathers out. Then you clean them out. Somebody, come on here. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And you put them in grease and you cook. You had some good old fried chicken and you ate. You put some rice and some gravy with it and some cornbread on, some side, on the side and some collard greens on this side. And you had yourself a meal. Talking about you wouldn't eat. That's why they won't work. They lay, they get overweight. They get no beast. They're just on the couch. Let them climb a tree. Let, let them make a slingshot. Go push trucks. Shoot marbles. Get, them, get some sunshine. We made go-karts on the rocky street. Made go-karts and pushed the carts and did all kinds of stuff. These kids don't know nothing but gadgets. How? Y'all, y'all talking back to me now. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now it's going to get quiet. Beloved, we live in an anti-baby, anti-child society where so many have murdered the unborn. They solve for the terminology to make you think something is wrong with it. Pro-choice. Now, isn't that cute? But if you say pro-murder, that make you think twice. See, they redefine terminologies to take the edge off. And you buy into it. And that's why you have a gospel preacher here to recalibrate you spiritually. It's not pro-choice, it's pro-murder. Absolutely murder. It's got a whole lot of protests and things going on now. You need to know what the Bible says. Abortion is murder. Now, I'm going to say something, but it's still the truth, and I'm not afraid to preach the truth. Now, that is not a, you say you talking uh, uh, abortion is murder, that means you are a Republican. 
I got news for you. I'm, I am a born again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ that believes what the word says and you ought to be too. Some people say, well, that's just a political talking point. You, that's a lie straight out of pits of hell. That is not a political talking point. You say, How, can you prove it? Yes. All the way back to Moses and the midwives. You know, they were saving boys, baby, boy babies, the, the, the babies back there. Then they had selective abortion going on and all these things. I wish I could go back and give, I had the time to give the history of this. Listen, birth, abortion was murder before America was even created. Before you had Democrats or Republicans, before you even had America, God looked at abortion with a great disdain. And for you to think any other way is a sin against Almighty God, and you need to adjust your thinking to the Bible. I told you, y'all struggling now, but you just gonna swallow it. It'll flush all that stuff out of you. Beloved, we live in an anti-child society where so many have murdered the unborn. The word is grieve the fact that they are pregnant. Grieve the fact that they are pregnant and view children as a burden rather than a blessing from the Lord. A burden rather than a blessing. Wow. Number 13, the church is a gift from God. Matthew 16, 18 says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Acts 20, 28 also says, therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. The church is the word bride. The church is the bride of Christ and her purpose is to represent Christ on earth. The church is also to advance the kingdom of God through sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Shining, the word is shining, in a dark world filled with demonic activity. We are to shine in a dark world that's filled with demonic activity, having compassion and ministering and ministering to the needs of the poor, the widow, and the orphans, and by equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Therein, my friend, is the purpose of the church. Number 14, God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 25 to 26 says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God to us and is involved in the process of the word is regeneration. The Holy Spirit is involved in the work of regeneration, which is the new birth. He is our helper and provides guidance. The word is guidance. The Holy Spirit uh, provides instruction and empowerment to do the work of ministry to the glory of God. You see, the Holy Spirit is a gift from God to us and is involved in the process of regeneration, which is the new birth 
and is involved in the process of regeneration, which is the new birth. He is our helper and provides guidance, instruction, empowerment, and do the work of ministry to the glory of God. Number 15, God has given us the gift of forgiveness. Forgiveness. Psalms 133 through 4 says, if you, Lord, kept a record of sins. Underline that. I know your Bibles may be uh, not on this, but just underline that if you can. If you, Lord, kept a record of sin, that's so big, Lord, who could stand? If God kept all your records and wouldn't let them go, how could we stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. Thank God for that. So that we can, with reverence, serve the Lord. With reverence, serve the Lord. Anytime you come into God's house, you ought to be filled with reverence and awe. When you serve in any ministry, you ought to realize that there ought to be reverence in your service to Christ. Praise God that when we confess, the word is confess, our sins and plead the blood of Jesus over them, he totally forgives. When we confess our sins and plead the blood of Jesus over them, he totally forgives and keeps no record of our sins. That's the beauty of it. He's not like man holding stuff that somebody did against you 40 years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, and you still mad, still mad, killing yourself in a self-made prison. Being forgiven clears the way for effective service to Christ. The scripture says in Psalms 103, verses 3 and 4, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. Number 16, God has given us the gift of his peace. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace is the inner tranquility and rest which comes from abiding in Christ. In a world that is filled with unrest, turmoil, Confusion In this world, you see anger at the levels of likes of which we've not seen. The world filled with hatred and revenge. Only Christ, the Prince of Peace, can provide rest for those who are weary, rest for those who are exhausted, rest for those who are stressed and restless and worried. Number 17, God has given us the gift of his joy. The gift of his joy. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I love this definition. Joy is a deep-seated pleasure. Joy is a deep-seated pleasure, a delight of the mind, an inner divine gladness of heart that comes from abiding in Christ and is not based on circumstances. It comes from an intimate, the word is intimate relationship with Jesus, who is the source and object of the believer's joy. Beloved, God desires for you to possess the joy of the Lord. However, you can rob yourself of that joy when you are mean. Meanness will, will take away your joy. An angry spirit will rob you of your joy. Jealousy will rob you of your joy. A possessive spirit will rob you of your joy. Being judgmental, bitter, resentful, all of which will not only rob you of your joy, it will rob you of your worship. And some folk come into God's house and you're upset at what your spouse has done, your child has done. 
or, or what happened on your, your job or what some member in the church have done against you. And you come here, you go through the motion, you won't say amen, you won't worship, you won't open your Bible. I mean, you look like you've been baptized in lemon juice. You have just gone through an exercise in vain futility. Satan will do anything to disturb your spirit to keep you from getting the word of God. Number 18, mercy, mercy is a gift from God. Ephesians 2, 4 says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, we, the word is rejoice in the God of our salvation because of his great mercy towards us in that he did not give us what we deserve. The word is deserved. Number 19, God has given us the gift of his grace. Grace is a gift from God, a precious gift from God. Ephesians 2, 8 says, but by grace you have been saved through faith and, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. All of our undeserved, the word is undeserved, physical and spiritual blessings are because of God's amazing grace. God gives us daily what we really don't deserve. Number 20, we're almost done. God has given us the gift of salvation. That's awesome. Salvation. How many of you glad you're saved? How many, I mean, how many, let's give God a hand clap of praise that we're saved. You ought to be glad, you ought to be shouting that you're saved. You've been rescued. You've been delivered by the power of God. He's given us the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ alone. Isaiah 45, 22 says, look to me and be saved all you ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. Absolutely no one else can save you from sin other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely no one else can save you from sin other than the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate Christmas. He came to save the people from their what? Sins. Yeah. Not even Muhammad. He can't save you. Not Buddha, not Confucius, not Krishna, not Dalai Lama, not Sun Young Moon, not Charles T. Russell, not Joseph Smith, not the Pope, just to name a few, and I can name 50 others if time would permit. 1 John 5, 11 through 12 says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life. Listen, uh, the word is gracious. A gracious God has provided salvation through Jesus Christ because he takes no, the word is pleasure. A gracious God has provided salvation through Jesus Christ because he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Uh, Ezekiel 18, 30b and 32 says, repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Verse 32, for I take no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord. Therefore, repent and live. You say, why am I not dead? Because God wants you saved. God wants you free. God wants you delivered. He's given you another day, another year. We, next year is not promised, not even next month, not even tomorrow. For you to trust Jesus Christ and know that you're going to heaven without a doubt because of your relationship with him. Number 21, heaven. The word is heaven is where God dwells and is the place of our eternal home. The scripture says in John 14, 1, 
2 and 3, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Therefore, instead of laying up treasures and stockpiling earthly possessions in a world that is temporal, the word, the word is temporal, stop stockpiling your stuff in a world that is what? Temporal. And the next two words, passing away. We should lay up our treasures in heaven to enjoy them with our Lord and Savior. The scripture says in Matthew 6, 19 and 20, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth and rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Beloved, if you really want to know where your heart is, just look at your bank statement. That'll show you whether you have a secular heart or a spiritual heart and will reveal what you truly treasure. If the majority of your spending is on eating out, restaurants, entertainment, clothes, personal care, Hobby, Amazon purchases. Okay, somebody said, watch out now. <laughs> All up and down your statements. Then that says something about where your heart really is. No wonder you can't give to the Lord and the church and the work of the kingdom. I see. Rather than, you say, well, how do I know I'm, a, my, I'm about the kingdom? Because you are tithing to the Lord's church. You are helping the poor. Perhaps you want to donate to clean water, water projects. Perhaps some disaster relief effort. Perhaps charitable get, giving to ministries such as Children Hunger Fund, Habitat for Humanity, uh, Samaritan's Purse. Perhaps you're led to give to the Red Cross and our own Uganda Child Sponsorship Program to poor children over in Uganda to the school that bears our name, just to name a few, so many others. Then when you do such thing, you are laying up your treasures, not on earth, but in heaven. The scripture says in Job 121, and he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. You can't keep it. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. First Timothy 6, 7 also says, for we brought nothing into the world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. So why not invest it wisely? Summary, and we're done. A, the multitude of blessings that God has given us are so undeserving and should motivate us to financially return back to God that which belongs to him. When you consider the countless things we've just forementioned in this whole message, you ought to be excited about giving God what is rightfully his. B, a spirit of rejoicing, the word is rejoicing, a spirit of rejoicing should come over us as we consider the multitude of financial blessings our Lord has showered upon us. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 9, 7, let each one give as he has purpose in his heart, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, a happy and hilarious giver. Uh, see, robbing is a serious offense with devastating consequences and tithing is a tremendous blessing for those who trust and obey him.
Again, I say robbing God is a serious offense with devastating consequences and tithing is a tremendous blessing for those who trust and obey him. Malachi 3, 8 through 11 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings, that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. D, the height of ingratitude is to be a recipient of all these wonderful, indescribable blessings and respond to Christ by giving him little to nothing financially while depending on him for life, health, provision, protection, healing, and deliverance. E, until you genuinely believe, the word is believe, until you genuinely believe by faith that this is our father's world and he owns it all, you will always struggle to release that which belongs to God. When you believe that God owns everything, including you, you will give financially in light of that reality. In closing, God gave heaven's best his one and only son the Lord Jesus Christ for you so that you can have the greatest gift in all creation and for you to give less than your best to God is the sin of ingratitude and all God's children said amen let's pray father we thank you for your word thank you for penetrating our hearts Some things made us rejoice and shout and clap and other things gave us a holy hush because we choked because the truth be told, politics and political parties and political pundits and relativism and lies and deception is so accelerating across America that Many Christians no longer know what is truth. I pray that you open their eyes, oh God. Remove spiritual blindness that they will see and say, no longer am I blind. I once was blind, but now I see. Once was lost, but now I'm found. Oh God, help us to repent of ingratitude and and not being able to surrender to every aspect of your word. You bless people who receive your word in its totality without the if, buts, and ands, and maybes. And all God's children said, amen. You all, this message was not easy. And it took time to develop. And it took weeks to serve you this message. You say, why do you preach like this? Because I love you. And because I am God's spokesman. 
And because you are the flock of God and you matter to me. We just had a member just a few days ago, just a couple days ago. He was found by a couple of his boys dead in the hall. He got up having a normal day. He wasn't old either. And gone when I got the call Thursday night. Just gone. Who will be gone by Sunday, coming Sunday? Will it be me? Will it be you, the person sitting next to you? Uh, you out in virtual uh, television, uh, internet, Facebook, back in the Spirit Center? This is your God moment. The worst thing you can do is procrastinate on God. Jesus died to save your soul. And for you to live in lostness is to your spiritual detriment. God loved you with his beloved one and only son to save you from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and the presence of sin. And Jesus is the only hope for you. He's enough. He's sufficient. And God is saying to you today, let go. Let God Come on, not your turn, but his terms saves alone. Enough of your procrastination. Enough of your excuses. Enough of the what ifs and not now. Settle up with God this moment and make your peace with him and live to the maximum of your potential to the glory of God. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.